Welcome back to That's So Second Millennium. So this is just a bonus episode, Paul here, just talking about uh, what's been going on for me this summer, <laughs> because uh, it's kind of complicated and relevant to the podcast. Still trying to nail down a few more interviews uh, from speakers from the 2021 Society of Catholic Scientists Conference, as 2021 has turned out to be, while better than 2020, it's uh, complicated for all of us. And, of course, there's the fact that I just accepted a faculty position at Wyoming Catholic College and moved halfway across the country. So, of course, that's the whole point, is it's Wyoming Catholic College. So, it's a young Catholic college located out here in western Wyoming on the uh, eastern slope of what are, uh, what are known as the Wind River Mountains, which contain the tallest mountains in Wyoming. Now, of course, Wyoming doesn't have Colorado's bragging rights. It doesn't have any 14,000-foot mountains, but it has several 13,000-foot mountains, including Gannett Peak. Gannett Peak's 13.8, if I remember correctly, and that's, that is in the Wind Rivers, not that far from Lander. Um, why would you locate a Catholic college in a town of 7,000 people in the foothills of the mountains with almost nothing but cattle for <laughs> hundreds of miles in every direction? Um, well, they have a serious outdoor element. That's, uh, that's one of the motivating factors for the college. And of course there's, you know, there was enough of a local community, um, and as these things do, I believe, started with, you know, a large donor left a large grant of land in the area. And there was, uh, I believe the Bishop of Cheyenne at the time was uh, pretty interested in the project. And, you know, that's how these things start. So there is a little college. And, of course, for me, it's, um, it's one of these bizarre... Uh, Bill likes to talk about something he calls Godwinks. This is, a, this is a major one if there are such things. So I'm a geologist, as you know, um, I got my uh, degree, my bachelor's degree from Washington University in St. Louis back in 2001. Uh, back in that era, we had very few undergraduates at Washington University in St. Louis in geology, or as they called it, earth and planetary science. Very, uh, very prestigious, actually, graduate program, but uh, not much in the way of undergraduates. Uh, some of my key upper-level classes, I had two classmates. Like, igneous petrology, two classmates. That's insane. That's an extremely small department. So we did not have our own field camp, so it's customary, certainly was then, in the sort of standard 20th century geology curriculum, to have, either after junior or senior year, a field camp experience, where you go out and do, by God, actual geology. And it was great. I mean, it was fantastic. So, WashU not being big enough to support its own field camp, I went to the University of Missouri's field camp, which is located in, drumroll please, Sinks Canyon, which is up the mountain from Lander, Wyoming. So the fact that, you know, early last decade I started to uh, see, you know, randomly say in, you know, the National Catholic Register or something like that just notices that there was a small Catholic liberal arts college in Lander. I was like, oh, isn't that cute? I hope they do well. <laughs> and that's how life is. And now I'm here. Um, and, and, and I mean, you know, if geology is the right major for you, you know, six, uh, the, the six weeks of field camp are the best six weeks of my life, uh, up to this point. So, uh, there, there are some competitors, but I think that's still true. Certainly for an entire six week period, I think that's definitely the case. So, 
I am going, you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to be their first geologist. So I interviewed back in February. And, of course, you know, it's a faculty interview. Things take forever. Um, so I interviewed. I applied in November, had some conversations in December and January, was invited out, gave a talk in mid-February, which was optimistic on their part because mid-February in, uh, you know, above 5,000 feet elevation in uh, Wyoming, it's not a given that I could have gotten there. But I did. Um, it was it was a very gentle week. It was like you know right around freezing and only half an inch of snow on the ground. So I was really actually quite lucky. So I got to, you know, it's it's often often a a faculty prospective faculty member gets to give a talk, um, a lecture. I got to give a field exercise. So and what I ended up doing was hauling everyone out to. The geological name for it is Derby Dome. Now, if you want to go find it. It's called Johnny Behind the Rocks, and uh, the Bureau of Land Management has some mountain biking trails on it now. That was not the case in 2000. It was just a cattle pasture. But now you can go and ride bikes on it, and you might want to because it's really gorgeous. Um, it has a lot of bright red and orange colored Triassic and Jurassic rocks um, from when Pangaea was still a thing. And Wyoming was, instead of a very dry part of North America, it was a very dry part of Pangaea. Um, which is when you lay down really brightly colored red rocks in many cases. So anyway, I got to give this talk, and I got to talk about James Hutton, and, uh, you know, and go actually, like, let's go look at some rocks with fossils in them. Ah! <laughs> let's go up on this ridge and look at, uh, you know, the principle of superposition that uh, Hutton takes over from uh, Steno and says, why didn't Aristotle notice this? It was great. It was, it was a fantastic experience. And apparently I sold them on the idea that they, uh, they could use a geologist at a, you know, small college with an outdoor focus in western Wyoming. Who'd have thought? Um, or maybe it was the fact that I could tell the president uh, during my interview that uh, I took my first legal drink in the Lander bar. Um, maybe, that was, maybe that was the clinching feature. I, I, may, I may never know. But, uh, yeah. So I'm here. I'm out here. I am really out here. It's kind of strange. Um, I'm going to be teaching two classes, uh, four sections, three sections of field science. So that's going to be a trip because field science is going to include, well, it is going to include geology. So that's a plus. That's good. I got some, I've got some background there. It's going to include astronomy, which I know a little bit about. I mean, I have taught planetary science, which is you know, actually a very different kettle of fish, but I've always had an interest. In fact, you know, there's the it comes to mind as I'm saying this that, uh, you know, there was that conversation I had at a retreat with, you know, the girl who became my my one girlfriend in undergrad. Um, yeah, and it involved, like, you know, going out and standing by the fire and looking at the stars. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I read books about astronomy as a kid. I, I got a long-term interest in it. Um, and I can probably, probably get to the point where I can lead freshmen through three weeks of astronomy and do, do all right. And it's going to be botany. Ugh, botany. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I did take three years of the weeds project in 4-H, so I know a lot about weeds that occur in the uh, much more humid environment, humid, almost subtropical southern Indiana. Uh, how that's going to translate over to uh, western Wyoming, I guess we'll see. And then there's going to be two weeks of birds and a week of insects. <laughs> Uh, that's the great thing. Uh, somebody told me a long time ago, and it's turned out to be very true, that, uh, you know, you you regularly end up teaching classes that you never took as a uh, as a student. And that, that was true for me for economic geology, and that's, that's definitely true now. 
I mean, for that matter, it was true of planetary science. I never took a planetary science course. I did research in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's life. That's interesting. And then I'm going to be teaching a section of a course for juniors about calculus and mechanics. And actually, that, that excites me just as much as field science does. Um, I love calculus. I always have. I have always, always loved mathematics. And, you know, as I often say to people, if I had a dozen lives to lead, you know, I'd, I'd love to see how they, they would come out if I made different choices. Certainly, there's the me who, you know, pursued theoretical physics. Um, that's, that's definitely a branch that I, I could have and perhaps even should have taken uh, back in the day. But, uh, yeah, I won't know. Like, uh, I think, uh, is it in uh, Prince Caspian that C.S. Lewis says, uh, has Aslan say to Lucy, child, you never get to find out what, uh, what would have been, what might have happened. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean, within the uh, limitless intellect of God, maybe all of these possibilities are still there. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, in any case, we'll see God, and that'll be good enough. Um, yeah. So, of course, this is the first, well, it's the second job that I've ever taken that didn't have an expiration. No, that's not true. Third job. It's the third job I've ever taken that didn't have an expiration date. Um, and, of course, I took the second one earlier this year when I took this consulting job back, you know, in January, in December, when I thought that this idea of uh, applying to work at a college, you know, where I went to, in the same town where I went to field camp was just this little pipe dream. Um, boy, every step of the process, I thought, oh, this is nice, but, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but they, this, they're actually, you know, they're not actually interested in me. is <laughs> not life like that sometimes. But in any case, um, yeah, there was, there was that uh, safe little job with the state that I took back in 2006, the consulting job earlier this year, and then, and then this. And this is actually a job that I can look at. This is the first of the three that I look at and I can say, wow, I could retire here. I could, I could spend the rest of my career here, which is, of course, something that for people in general happens more and more seldom as the generations, um, as the last two or three generations have worn on. Um, but yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the, the idea of settling down in a community and not being rootless anymore. Um, boy, that really, that really speaks to me. And, and thinking about, you know, the service work that I could do. I mean, obviously there's a Hispanic community out here. Um, Lander is right on the fringe of the Wind River Reservation where the Shoshone, I think it was the Eastern Shoshone and probably some other tribes whose names I'm not familiar with yet. Um, are out here. I actually randomly went to, uh, it's called Fort Washakie, not far from Lander. I just, just totally randomly went out there last weekend. And as it turns out, the grave of Sacagawea is there, or at least legendarily is there. Um, it's not absolutely certain that the woman buried there was Sacagawea, but you know, it was the 19th century. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's food for a lot of thought and beyond the scope of where I really want to go today. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing about all of this is just the, I mean, the reason, you know, the flip side of settling down is just the absolute uncertainty that there's been in my life and, you know, and in so many people's lives, especially since, you know, early 2020. Um, but for me, it goes, you know, years further back than that. I mean, the entire time that I've been doing this podcast, I've been in this long, torturous, really discernment process and it's been boy it's been painful questions that I was always too afraid to face about what am I actually called to do what do I actually aspire to do with the gifts that God has given me and the fact that I've gone through this tunnel and thrashed around 
this much and have finally come out with an answer is, I mean, honestly, for me, it's incredibly inspiring. And it's something, I mean, yeah, that's, there's so much that I just, yeah, I, I had never, I never really believed it would work. I, I never really believed I would get there. So, but the flip side of that is, you know, all of the stress that I've been through, it has taken a toll on me. I am absolutely exhausted and I'm really, I really, I realize I need to prioritize in the next month before classes start just resting. Like I really have to look to God to say and say, you know, I can't handle all of this. Um, I, I know you've got it all under control. Um, I've got to rest. I just have to rest so that I can serve you better. Um, the stress, you know, just, just, and, and working on, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, unsurprisingly, I, I do, I have to do a lot. I have done a lot. I, and in the past four years have, have done a lot to try to work on my mental health, um, which has always been terrible and has allowed, and that work I'm sure has allowed me to actually get through this discernment process and make it to the other side. Um, and it didn't help. And, you know, part of why, uh, our interview schedule has gotten as uh, messed up as it has is that, uh, I was at a, uh, my father's family's, uh, gathering for the 4th of July. Um, my brother was there. My brother's beautiful little children are there, including my nephew, Henry. Um, Henry gave me this monster life-threatening infection <laughs> the week after 4th of July, the 4th of July. I was up the Friday night after the 4th of July, 104 fever, just laying there agonizing. Should I wake my dad up and go to the emergency room? I didn't end up doing it. I ended up seeing it through and, you know, after I took some ibuprofen at three in the morning, I mean, the, the Tylenol, the generic Tylenol I took just apparently wasn't enough or, or maybe it had just finally run its course, but you know, more things you never quite get to know, but my God, I was sick. And then, you know, and then to cap it all off, I moved from a thousand foot elevation to, well, Lander is 5,300 feet. And because the housing market in Lander is insane, I'm actually stuck at a motel an hour out of town in a place called Jeffrey City, which is worth its own podcast episode, and maybe we'll get one at some point. But uh, that's at 6,300 feet, right beside, uh, the, it's, it's close to the Sweetwater River, which is where the Oregon Trail, California Trail, the Mormon Trail, the Pony Express, all exploited the valley of the Sweetwater River, uh, which leads right up to what's called South Pass which is uh, one of the easiest places to get across the Continental Divide uh, here, in, here in western Wyoming. So that's, that's, that's a, a thing. But, uh, but yeah, so the, the change in altitude, I'm sure, is not helping the fact that I am just exhausted. <laughs> just absolutely exhausted. Um, so yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. So that's, uh, that's where life is at, and uh, that's, that's where I'm at. And hopefully able uh, from this... Uh, from this ledge that uh, God has helped me climb up onto, hopefully be able to do more. Um, you know, what, where we can take this podcast, where we can take, um, you know, I mean, obviously I'm passionate about the idea of communication about science and, and, you know, rebuilding a bridge because there really, there shouldn't be a gap at all between people of faith and people who believe in science. Um, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's another episode in itself. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at and that's, that's where we hope to, uh, to go in the future. 
um, yeah, once once I calm down and get get established, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of thinking to be done about uh, what we can do with the podcast and and other forms of outreach. So we're looking forward to it, and appreciate all of you who listen. And uh, hopefully, if you enjoy what you've listened to, uh, you can tell more people about it. If you haven't enjoyed it all, well, you can uh, you can get on the website and uh, drop us a line and tell us what you'd rather hear. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So with that, um, this is Paul signing off. Thanks. Listen, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next time.